What up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me today. On this Monday, Mondays mean rewatch series, which is what we are here to talk about today. However, things are a little different. Instead of covering the next season of the show, which would eventually will be Rivals, we are entering the rewatch recap miniseries here. We're breaking up the rewatch series. I know for the last few weeks, I've said we were taking a two-week pause and then getting back right into Rivals. Well, now that pause has been elongated. So here is what's going down. First and foremost, why we're not moving right on to Rivals, X's, everything else that's about to come. Most of that reason comes down to time. I'm a busy guy. Those take These seasons take a very, very long time to go through week by week. And I got a little tired of continually being two times here, then a week off, three times here, then three weeks off, things like that. I want to get on a consistent path. But more so than that, while we will eventually do seasons 21 through seasons 30, I also realized that, hey, 20 seasons in, We're kind of at this big, nice round number. 20 seasons was a big milestone for the franchise. It happens to be a transition right between two eras of the show leading into what I have argued many times is the greatest era ever of the show coming up. So why not take a little little breather, pull back just for a moment, and go ahead and recap all of the first 20 seasons, recap all of the rewatches that we have currently done and do some rankings from these first 20 seasons exclusively. Do a little more celebrating of these OG, the early, the first half. Now we can literally say the first half of challenge seasons. Now that we're watching season 38, we've got three all-stars, USA, everything else. We're well over 40 seasons at this point. 20 is about the halfway mark. And the more we enter the modern times, the better some of the seasons get. The more if we waited till the very end and we did every single season and then said, what's the best of this? What's the best of that? Let's rank all of these. The more those new seasons that we haven't yet talked about are going to get said over and over and over. And some of the ones that we have talked about that I would like to talk about a little bit more are going to be kind of kicked to the curb, left to the dustbin of history. So we're not going to let that happen. We're going to take a three-week interim here where we recap, do some rankings, do some all-time lists based on just the first 20 seasons that we have documented during the rewatch series. So here is what the schedule is going to be today. On today's podcast specifically, we are going to do two things. First, we are going to break down the eras of the show and talk about, recap some of the evolutions that make up each of those single eras. That will be the only part of this next three weeks where we actually go not only in the 20 episode, 20 seasons, excuse me, we have covered currently, but also just because it's easy enough to do, we're going to throw in the whole 37, 38, and ongoing seasons into this era breakdown. We'll get into the eras first, and then the second thing to do today is we're doing the top five best female cast ever, best male cast ever, and best combined cast ever of the first 20 seasons, looking back at those. Then on this Friday, all 20 seasons we have done so far ranked 1 through 20, which If you've been keeping score at home, you've been watching the rankings each single time we talk about a season, we give it its grade, we put it in the Pantheon. However, I've got to say, after going back, there's been 
some adjustments to uh, quite a few of the grades. So we're going to clean all the grades up. We're going to give you 1 through 20, the first 20 seasons, ranked, tiered, everything about them on Friday. Then next week on Monday, we're doing the 20 best daily challenges of the first 20 seasons. And next Friday, we'll do the 20 best eliminations of the first 20 seasons. So top 20 daily in eliminations next week, Monday and Friday. And then the following week, the third week of the rewatch recap mini series here on that Monday, we will rank all 20 of the MVP seasons, all 20 MVPs ranked in order and break down the top five cast members, male side, female side of the first 20 seasons. And then finally, on that Friday, three Fridays from now, two and a half weeks from today, 20 best quotes and 20 best moments from the first 20 seasons. So we're talking moments, we're talking quotes, we're talking MVPs, cast members, eliminations, dailies, seasons, and today kicking it all off with the best collective casts and breaking down and recapping all of the eras of the show. That's what the plan is for the next three weeks. Monday, Friday, you've got the rewatch recap mini series tying a bow on the first 20 seasons, putting it all in the book, celebrating it all one last time. That's what the plan is for the time being. Other programming notes before we begin today, Wednesday into Thursday morning, of course, for the next however many weeks the season goes, Ride or Die's recaps are posted late Wednesday night. There will also be two versions posted to YouTube every week starting this week, the full podcast version. If you prefer to watch me say all these things in the microphone, you can do that, or there will also be a shortened seven minute eight minute or so short quick in and out some jokes only the highest level stuff recaps of the show that'll be more built for a visual experience so those will be there and then saturday mornings over on the most likely to podcast we're doing survivor with Paige. survivor got very good this past week the merge is here all great stuff. So if you're watching Survivor, you should be listening to me and Paige over on Most Likely 2. And for those who have reached out and said they heard me there and now they're over here listening to Challenge Historian, hello, welcome. Thanks for being here. Love having you. Thank you for coming on over. So that's the program reminders. That's where the rewatch series stands for the time being. We've got three weeks of two pods a week covering the first 20 seasons, everything we've talked about before, put into their own groups, their own list, the best of the best from 20 seasons at least. We're celebrating the OGs, the originals, the first 20 one last time. Let's dive in today, starting off with the breakdown of the eras of the challenge. Let's dive into the evolutions this wonderful, beautiful mess of a franchise had over the first 20 seasons of its existence and break down specifically where we can draw pretty definitive lines between different eras of the show itself. Obviously, a lot has changed season by season you know, every three, four seasons for a while there, it feels like we're watching a totally different show. So much is going on. And I, when thinking about this show, kind of like to be able to think about things within the era that they were in things of obviously being so different. It's hard to compare certain aspects of the show now versus certain aspects of the show back then. So to, to help give a framework for when we're talking about top list of this, top list of that later on, let's break down exactly where 
now that we're 20 seasons in, being able to look back where the eras are, where those defining lines of the show are. And as mentioned, this is the one time where we're not just going to do the first 20. After I wrote it all out, I figured, why not? It's pretty easy even without having done a recent deep dive rewatch of every season afterwards. It's pretty easy to break down the rest, so we'll do that very quickly at the end here. Let's start then with the first era of the show. I've come up with names for them. They're not very good names. I will admit that. They could use some work. So DM me at Challenge Historian on Instagram if you have a better name, which I'm sure almost anyone will be able to come up with better names. I'm confident where these eras should be, but I didn't put the most effort into my names. But era one for me is, it could just be called the first era, the dawn of the challenge, but I call it trial and error. Trial and error, the first era, goes from Road Rules All-Stars to Battle of the Sexes. That's seasons one through six. This all starts even before season one, Road Rules, or excuse me, Real World Boston versus Road Rules the Island. They meet up, those two seasons cross paths, do a little thing, creates an idea, gives a little spark. Similar time right before that, actually, yeah, not similar time, right before that, season before that, two seasons before that, I forget the schedule of the Real World. John Brennan, though, on Real World LA, goes on a cross-country bus trip to go get picked up and brought out to LA for his season. That has a seed. Those couple seeds eventually meet in some conference room somewhere, in MTV studios and they realize we should do something where we involve these two franchises together in some way and that births Road Rules All-Stars season one. In season one of the show, make no bones about it, it's called Road Rules All-Stars. It eventually would be called the challenge season one retroactively, but for a while up into the fourth, fifth, sixth season, I believe it's the fifth season where they reference what is now season two, Real World vs. Road Rules, and they call it in a little, you know, picture-in-picture thing, they call it season one. So eventually Road Rules All-Stars would be considered the dawn of the challenge, not in the moment, because it is straight up a season of Road Rules just with alumni from this other show the first time they thought, let's bring people back into our lives. And then things continue to experiment. We get seasons two, three, and four that all use the real world versus road rules moniker and team setup. However, those three are in the at the end of the day, those are just road rule seasons, but with two teams. They basically have taken road rules and they're like, okay, now we know we want to we want to bring people back like we did in season one. We brought cast members back. That worked really well. People like them. They're still stars. They got some power. People want to be entertained by them. So what if we do road rules, but two teams and we bring only alumni from the two shows do that? They do that for four straight se- or three straight seasons. Excuse me. And all kinds of different changes happen to the show. We got celebrity cameos become a major facet of the show. We have live audiences for the games, which is an incredible addition. Season three brings tall buildings, cast members punching each other, having to invest your daily winnings, which was a weird one-off that thankfully was a one-off. Season four brings more episodes, more money. First player ever is sent home. First time they had to eat gross animal parts. There's the first ever endurance-style final and the first ever reunion all kinds of new stuff they're just throwing things at the wall they think we've got something good here let's keep trying let's keep iterating and then comes season five they completely change everything entirely move away from the road rules style format with you know that they had been doing now four seasons that are are in a sense kind of really road rule seasons more than anything and into what would become truly the challenge from 12 people to 32 people, from in a bus to in two houses, staying put, from, you know, 
video clues, voice clues from a bunch of different hosts, a bunch of different, you know, Mr. Big, Miss Big type of situation to permanent hosts that are there the whole time, partner based, the whole thing. It's a completely different thing. It's completely trial. A lot of it works. Some of it doesn't, but they know we're still, we're still building. We're still coming up with something and then battle of the sexes kicks in and it throws road rules, real world out the window. Things don't go so well. They still know We've got something great here. We just don't know exactly what to do with it. We've tried a bunch of stuff. Let's pull the best of all those elements and let's put it together. And that is when we transition from era one, the trial and error, into era two, which for the time being, I am calling struck gold because that's exactly what happens for the next seven seasons of the show. The gauntlet to the duel is the second era of the challenge, and it's arguably as good as any in the history of the show from the beginning to now to maybe ever in the future. Uh, the gauntlet to the duel, seven seasons, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. In the gaunt- it starts with the gauntlet, which changes the game entirely. It's the first true challenge season in my mind. And I think when you're looking back, just kind of objectively, if you're looking for what we now think of as a challenge season, this is the first one, the gauntlet that has the, all the bones, all the ingredients, everything is there. Eliminations, of course, is the biggest part of that, but there's a lot of romance. There's a lot of fighting. There's a beefed up final mission that kind of feels like the first true, like, Final, final, it's still obviously a far cry from the things they're doing these days and even would be doing, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons later. But compared to the ones before, it was the first time. It was like, this is going to take a while. This is a real endurance event, multiple checkpoints, a lot of running, all of that. And then the gauntlet leads into the Inferno, which takes the gauntlet game, switches up the teams. Now we realize we can do any type of team format we want, but the game with the eliminations is set. Battle of the Sexes 2 happens, thankfully, quickly forgotten. It's a blip on the radar. We get right back to the gold, and that is with Inferno 2, which somehow tops Inferno 1. The Gauntlet 2 then kicks butt. Fresh Meat comes in, delivers a partner season and great new cast members, and everything just leads up to the duel, which hits it out of the park. It's an all-time high. Everything looks great. We've introduced you know, multiple season character arcs. We have the CTDM payoff multiple seasons with the two of them. We've got an individual season for the first time where we're fully realized of whatever the format is, any of these formats can work as long as the stories are good, the casting is great, everything else falls in place. And the the challenge is just is just pulling gold out of the river. It's just over its head in gold. Struck gold, era two, gauntlet to duel. And then we enter from the duel with falls down and it falls down quickly. And it clearly enters a new era, which I will call shooting themselves in the foot. That is the third era of the show. And it runs from Inferno Inferno 3 to the ruins 14 through 18. Previously, I've kind of referenced this as the darker period of the show. It certainly is, but I'm going to go with shooting themselves in the foot. The Inferno 3, the Gauntlet 3, they can't come close to their previous two in each of those series. It's a full, all of these seasons are a big, long, transitional era for the show from star standpoint of the OG stars, the Corals, the Mizzes, the Mark Longs, uh, you know, the Veronicas, everyone leaving the game a little bit behind and or you're on maybe one of their last seasons in trying to replace them with a bunch of new people. And it takes a little bit. It takes a little while to establish these new stars. Of course, as we talked about at length over the course of all doing all those seasons, the gender dynamics go from 
whatever they started as, which were decent at one point in the show's history. They go bad, then they go nasty, then they go worse, then they go rock bottom. It's really bad. The competitiveness goes totally out the window. And while we do bring up these new stars, almost all the ones that we get are also kind of total assholes. So we don't have any stars that aren't complete assholes for the most part. And so something's still missing. Things have gone downhill. They start to rise a little bit at the tail end of this era, but it's the shooting themselves in the foot. Inferno 3 ruins 14 through 18. And then comes the fourth era in the shortest era in the history of the show because this one itself is kind of its own little transition between two bigger, larger ones, but very much feels defined, feels like its own two-season thing. And those are the most recent two seasons we've covered on the Rewatch series, which would be Fresh Me 2 and Cutthroat, season 19 and 20. I call this reboot to greatness. That is what I call era four again. I'm not great at naming. Please help me out. Please let me know some better names for these. But Fresh Me 2, Cutthroat, they focus on the cast dynamics, making the game itself competitive and interesting, knowing the storylines will just take care of themselves if they get the actual game right and the cast mixture right. We have officially our new crop of stars that are really, we've really latched on to some of them, and now we're getting a couple new ones, and especially important for the show is we have a new crop of female stars that come into the game, Laurel, Car, Maria, Teresa, and most notably from Fresh Meat 2, that give some balance back to the people who are being put forward as faces of the show, as stars of the show, where it skewed very heavily against the women in the house for quite a few seasons in a row there. Evelyn obviously stars in Fresh Meat 2 as well. And so for these two seasons, things suddenly are all the way back. It had fallen so far off, and suddenly just like that, hey, it was all there. We had it. We knew we had gold for a long time. We found our way back. We figured some things out, and we're rebooting to greatness. Now, Yes, we stopped with 20 seasons so far on the rewatch series, but again, this is the one time I'm going to go past it. I'll be a little quicker about this, but just for fun, the eras that happen after this, another reason why this 20 season mark is such a great marker point in a kind of point to stop and reflect on things is because this is the end of the fourth era. We have four more that would come. The peak is era five. I call it the peak because that's what it is. It's the best the show ever has been, will be, could ever be. That is rivals through X's two seasons, 21 through 26. Things are just unbelievable. They come up with rivals. They come up with exes. They have free agents. They do the best, you know, individual season, the two best partner concepts, the two best concepts they ever will or have come up with. Everything works. New stars every which way you look. Incredible storylines. I can't wait to talk about all of these seasons in the very near future. And then the sixth era I call now what question mark, because it's kind of where they're like, oh, wait, We've been we've been so good for so long now that we're kind of we finally hit that next point where we're running out a little bit like we've done we did rivals twice we did axes twice we you know used to do trilogies and sequels all the time we're kind of running low on ideas the M, or the real world is kind of gone by this point or nearly gone we're on the last breaths of that where are we going to get our feeder so i call the now what era 6 that is bloodlines through invasion a short one 27 28 and 29 where it's like ah shit what do we do now? We, we've done it all. We've made this so good. We've made this the best thing in the world. What do we do now? Now what? Era six and then era seven. Still got it. 
They prove they've still got it. Dirty 30 through War of the Worlds 2. That's 30 through 34. Incredible. Absolutely unbelievable that for the third time, they completely and utterly blow everyone away for a series of seasons. This one is the one I think I would get the most pushback on from folks. Some folks have the same opinion I do of Dirty 30 through War of the Worlds 2, which is iconic, amazing, as good as any other really run in the history of the show, Splitting Hairs. Yes, I'm giving it to Rivals through X's 2. I'm giving it to the peak era, but still got it, era 7. It's just unbelievable that they enter their 30th season and they can come back in such a strong way and be like, nope, we've got another five seasons of pure greatness in us, incredible stuff. And then the most recent era, the one we are still in and that I'm willing to even put season 38, which we're currently in, lumped in here. I'm calling it Lost Somewhere in the World because the franchise, the flagship specifically we're only talking about here, does feel a little bit lost And, uh, the, you know, somewhere in the world, it tries to go global. They try to change things completely overhaul it. We're bringing in people from all over the world. And, uh, it just, for one reason or another season by season, things don't work. The format's getting all kinds of convoluted. We don't have new stars. We're hanging on to like, can we get a CT? Can we get a bananas? Can we get a Wes? Can we get an Anissa to keep doing them? Can we get Nani to keep doing them? You know, and things are just we're we're in a in an odd period that we've all discussed at length and will continue to every single Wednesday night, ride or dies recaps. So era eight lost somewhere in the world, total madness through ride or dies. So to recap, eight eras of the history of the show, trial and error, era one, road rules, all stars, the battle of the sexes, that's one to six. Era two, struck gold, gauntlet duel, seven through 13. Era three, shooting themselves in the foot, inferno three to ruins, that's 14 to 18. Reboot to greatness, the fourth era, fresh meat two and cutthroat, the shortest and smallest of the eras of the show. The peak, Era, Era 5, 21 through 26, that's Rivals through X's 2, just to say all those out loud because it's so much fun. How did they even pull this off? Rivals, Battle the X's, Battle the Seasons, Battle of the, or Rivals 2, excuse me, Free Agents, Battle the X's 2. Insanity. And then came now what? Era 6, Bloodlines through Invasions, 27 through 29, still got it, Era 7, Dirty 30 through War of the Worlds 2, and now we are in the 8th era of this show, Lost Somewhere in the World. To the list, the best of we go. We're talking casts today. Again, quick recap today. Best casts ever next Friday. Best seasons 1 through 20. And then over the next couple weeks, we'll do dailies. We'll do a limbs. We'll do MVPs, quotes, moments, the whole thing. So today, right here, right now, we're talking the best casts of all time. We're doing a female cast top five, a male cast top five. And then quickly at the end, we'll throw on a best cast overall of all time that you'll probably be able to deduce and figure out most of that list based off of these first two. So let's go with the best female cast of all time first, our top five. Let's go from number five to number one. Now, if you have listened to each and every one of those rewatch podcasts, all 20 that we've done, first and foremost, thank you. If you've made it all the way to the end of each one of those, thank you even more. And you will notice that some of this is very similar because we're using the same methodology. We're pulling the grades from there. I went and looked at all 20 grades for all 20 seasons, the female cast, and I started doing some comparison and I started changing a few of them, honestly, because some of them 
were way off. That was the main, and one of the many, many, many main reasons, now that I've said like seven different main reasons, but another one of the many that needed to stop and needed to go back and re-examine these first 20 seasons. Because in doing so, I realized I had some things way off. And as we went through each season, there was a couple times where I would say, ooh, this one we're talking about today is tied with this one I talked about two months ago. And turns out that one two months ago shouldn't have been graded like that. And I'm going to change it. I did change a few along the way, three, four, maybe at most. But then when I went back and looked at them all as a collective, I was like, holy shit, we got to change kind of a lot of these. So I did change a bunch. So if, you, if you've been keeping a scorecard at home, which I do know there's a few of you out there who have been, you might hear something here and say, Jacob, wait, 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 wait. You originally said it was this. Now you're saying it's that. Well, yes, I am because now I get to compare all of them. And for instance, things like, let me think here, the most obvious one, I believe uh, I had season two, uh, both on the male and the female side rated like a full letter grade higher than it really should have been when then looking back and being like, yeah, I loved that cast in the moment. But if we're actually grading these the way we started grading all the cast around season seven or eight, like very few of them had more than just that one season where, yes, I liked them, but that means there was just a bunch of solid contributors and not that many heavy hitters because not that many of them built any real challenge resume. That might be the fault of just the time they were on the show. So be it. Let's dive into the female cast then. Number five. There's five female casts that actually uh, were at the going into this tied, there were six that were tied with the highest grades that ended up changing one of those six. I dropped down one of them. I put slightly up, which left four tied at a letter grade of an A minus that I had to decide between the fourth of those. Therefore, the number five out of the 20 female cast ever is the dual two. Quick rundown, dual two. Heavy hitters were Rachel, Anissa, DM, Paula, Ruthie, Katie. Solid contributors, Brittany, Tori, Jen, Kim, Brooke, Robin, and Siobhan. No duds in the group, which was a big, big deal for them or for them that season. Even split heavy hitters, two solid contributors, dual two. Pretty incredible cast gets into the top five. Then one of the seasons that is a big surprise, there's a couple seasons that were surprises as we went through of like, man, these just grayed out a lot better than you would think they would, especially on the cast side where you're just talking who was there, not necessarily what exactly happened. Number four best female cast of the first 20 seasons is The Island. Heavy hitters, Evelyn, Paula, Robin, Kellyanne, Rachel, Tanya, solid contributors, Jen and Johanna, only duds, Kali and Ashley. And specific with this was the nice little mixture of you still had Robin, you still had Rachel, you still had Tanya, you still had some of the OGs hanging on in there, but then Evelyn, Kellyanne, Paula, Jen, Johanna, early in their careers. Love, love, love that female cast. And then the other big surprise right along with them, they always seem to end up in the same places as each other, and that's the Ruins. Also an A-, minus heavy hitters, Susie, Veronica, Katie, Tanya, Evelyn, Kelly, and Sarah, DM, solid contributors, Johanna, Casey, and Kim, Duds, Abyss, Brianna, and Siobhan. Much bigger cast here, obviously. So while, yes, an extra dud, solid contributor, but even more heavy hitters, and again, the incredible mixture of old and new OGs and, you know, would nowadays also OGs, but, you know, in the moment, younger when you got Susie and Veronica and Katie and Tanya mixed in there with DM and Evelyn and Kellyanne and Sarah, just incredible stuff, breaks into the top three. Number two, though, it is beat out by the dual 
The dual gets second here. It's actually listed at an A. I misspoke before. There's two that get full-blown A's. The dual was the one I bumped up from an A- minus to an A during this exercise, breaking its tie and moving it into this second place. The heavy hitters, Jody, Anissa, DM, Beth, Paula, Tina, solid contributors, Svetlana, Kina, Robin, Casey, a small cast, only 10, leading to 60% being heavy hitters, no duds. It's really great. And just, you know, I just like this list of heavy hitters. It's a great dynamic. It's a great setup. The duel is a full-blown A, the second-best female cast of the first 20 seasons, leading to the best female cast we have had thus far through 20 seasons of recapping is The Gauntlet. Here it is. Heavy hitters, Coral, Trishel, Tanya, Rachel, Sarah, Veronica, Tina, and Katie. Solid contributors, Irlan, Elka, Montana, Kara, Kara, excuse me. Wow, I still can't get it right after all of these different seasons, all these different pods. Kara and Ronnie, and then only one dud, and I feel kind of rude even saying dud, but Rachel B. uh, will put in the dud list from that, but it's really just all about the heavy hitters. Not only is there eight of them in this cast of 14, so 60% again there, or whatever that equates to, close to 60, but the fact that we get a season with Coral, Rachel, Veronica, and Tina all there. And then on top of them, you have Katie, Trishel, and Sarah, and Tanya. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It can't can't be beat. I don't know if it will ever be beat, but certainly for the first 20 seasons, it was not beat. Over on the male side of things, male cast equally difficult to kind of nitpick and break the ties at the top. There are three male casts that come in at a full-blown A that make up the top three, but then there was a host of others at an A- minus that we had to do the splitting of hairs. We had to figure out exactly where each one would fall. Here is where things came down. Starting at number five, that was Fresh Meat One. Heavy hitters, Darrell, Wes, Derek, Theo, Shane, Kenny, and Evan. Solid contributors, Big Easy, Johnny, and Ryan, Duds, Danny, and Jesse. You'll notice Danny's name a few times on this list, dragging a couple of these seasons possibly down from reaching even higher heights on this list. But Fresh Meat, an incredible mix of a couple of the standard OGs of that time, the Theos, the Durrells, even the Derricks and the Shanes who had just come in, mixed in with the rookie like Wes, the Fresh Meat like Kenny, Evan, Easy, unbelievable stuff, Ryan's there. All of it, all of it very, very good. Coming in at number five. Then number four, it appears on this list, same as it appears on the female list. The Ruins is in number four. Heavy hitters, Derek, Evan, Johnny, Kenny, Darrell, Wes, Brad, solid contributors, Cyrus, Dunbar, Kohada, Adam, and Chet, Duds, Nick, and Danny. If I'm comparing this, when I was comparing this, trying to split hairs between this group, it's got similar groupings of heavy hitters. It's got almost the same list of duds. Danny's in both of them. I like Nick a little more than I like Jesse if I was to compare the other dud there. And I kind of like the solid contributors on the ruins over the fresh meat with Dunbar, Kahuta, Cyrus, Adam, Chet. That's just a killer list of solid contributors right there. So the ruins comes in just above fresh meat. It comes in fourth. And above that, we then have our three that come in at A's. And boy, are these just... These are, I mean, these are all timers. Obviously, that goes without saying, but it's just crazy to look at how good and how right they got the casting multiple times over. And in pretty quick succession of each other, there's a reason the peak era 
is the peak era, and a lot of it has to do with putting together some incredible cast and during their absolute peak of their performance and character arcs and everything else. So number three best male cast of the first 20 seasons is The Inferno 1. Heavy hitters C.T., Darrell, Abram, Miz, and Timmy. Solid contributors David, Shane, Jeremy, Ace, and Cyrus. No duds to speak of. Pretty incredible. 10-person cast, 50-50 heavy hitters to solid contributors. And just getting C.T. and Darrell, Abram, Miz, and Timmy. And being able to get a season with Miz and Timmy mixed in with a C.T. and Abram and Darrell. I like that kind of mixture of the two early eras of stars of the show everything about it is fantastic only beating it out are two seasons one of which is its sequel that is inferno 2 which comes in second as the best male cast of the first 20 seasons heavy hitters abram ct Derek, Durrell, landon miz and brad sod contributors my guy dan dan renzi award named after the man dan duds karamo and john probably unfair to john brennan but uh his couple appearances on the, on the challenge weren't, you know, you know, no, it is unfair. I'm going to upgrade John from duds to solid contributors because John Brennan is the man. And, uh, you know, he was amazing on the first season of the show, but he went home first, you know, the next two times he would appear, but this list is incredible. I mean, again, similar to Inferno, but just we're swapping out a couple legends for a couple different legends. And again, Abram, CT, Durrell are all there. The Miz is still there, but now we've got Derek, Landon, and Brad in the mix. It's incredible. And then you throw in Dan Renzi to make it all fun and comical and entertaining. Incredible stuff. A full-blown A. Number two, only second to the best male cast of the first 20 seasons and one that I think will be very hard to beat even over the course of the next however many seasons that we eventually have of this show. That is, of course, the dual one. Heavy hitters, Wes, Brad, CT, Evan, Derek, Kenny, Tyler, and Bananas. Solid contributors, Easy and Nehemiah. That is eight out of 10 cast members that are heavy hitters. And the other two solid contributors are Easy and Nehemiah, both with big impacts on this show. Both, you know, is if we were to rank every solid contributor ever on the male side, they would be certainly in the top half, probably the top quarter. They're very impact players themselves. So, just they nailed it all the way through is as big a names as could possibly have been brought together. It was kind of a meeting of two different generations. You know, Tyler and Bananas go home first, sure, but they are there and they would go on to be Tyler Duckworth and Johnny Bananas. So they're there. They still count on that. We've got the new young bucks from the season prior and Evan and Kenny. We've got Brad and Derek in their fourth or fifth season trying to prove themselves. We got rookie Wes, second season Wes coming out for the win. CT at his biggest and most scary and fierce. It's insane. It's clearly the best cast. It's one of the many reasons we named that at the time of its recording the best season ever. We'll see come this Friday if the duel remains in the top spot of all time on that front. But the male cast, only on that side, it does remain in the top spot. The best male cast through the first 20 seasons, the duel. Finally, let's combine the two then. We've said top five female. We've said top five male. Let's talk top five cats ever of the first 20 seasons of the show. Of course, combine them all. Quick recap on the female side, only the female side. We said the gauntlet, the duel, 
the Ruins, the Island, Duel 2. That was your top five. On the men's side, it was Duel, Inferno 2, Inferno, Ruins, Fresh Meat, which helps lead us to almost all of the ones, or no, all of the ones said here obviously have been said before, but now which ones turn into the best combinations. In fifth place, best cast of the first 20 seasons, fifth place goes to Fresh Meat, one of my all-time favorite seasons, B-plus on the female side and A-minus on the men's side. Incredible cast all the way through. Fourth place then is the Inferno, Inferno 1. Boy, did they know how to cast when they went for the Inferno. Maybe it was just something about, you know, the badasses versus the good guys, whatever it was about that format. They just know how to cast because fourth place was Inferno. Third place is Inferno 2 on the Inferno 1. It's a B on the female side and A on the male side. On Inferno 2, slightly better, a B-plus on the female side and A on the male side. And then that leads to the top two. The surprise of surprises certainly is because of the way and my preconceived notions and my first thought when I think of it. We discussed it all when we did this season on the rewatch series very recently. But number two, The Ruins. An A minus, A minus. It shows up on both the best female and the best male list, and it certainly shows up on the best combined cast of the first 20 seasons. It comes in at number two, only falling short of, but honestly, by a bit of a gap from the obvious one. We talked about it at length. We declared it then and there when we did season 13, the duels rewatch podcast itself, that it was the best cast ever and that there was no way it was probably ever going to be beat. And now through 20 seasons, we can say definitively it has not. It's an A on the women's side, an A on the men's side. It is quickly to recap, even though I just said it on the men's side, it's eight out of 10 competitors or heavy hitters. Wes, Brad, CT, Evan, Derek, Kenny, Tyler, Bananas. Insanity. And on the female side, it's the second best ever. And it has no duds as well. Has six heavy hitters. Jody, Anissa, DM, Beth, Paula, and Tina out of the possible 10, which means 14 of the 20 across that whole season are heavy hitters. 14 out of 20. Holy cow, that's incredible, 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 incredible job. Whoever was casting that particular season, if they don't still work for the show, maybe bring them back. Maybe give them a call, see what they're up to, see if they want to get their old job back. But insane stuff the duel is as far as the cast is considered and as far as pretty much everything else is considered because as we know, the duel is right now going into Friday's rankings is the odds on favorite to remain in the top spot it was when we did that podcast so far. Barring any adjustments, it will likely be there again on Friday, but we're not going to know that until Friday. Quickly, though, we've said the best of the best, and in the future, on some of these other breakdowns of the best from the first 20 seasons, we might be including the worst of the worst. The casting was the one area where it was a lot harder to do that because, yes, there are casts that aren't as good as these ones we have just proclaimed the best of the best, but there's no, like, horrible cast. There's no season where you look back and be like, holy shit, there's no one that ever mattered to the show. And it's just not a really a real possibility because of the amount of people they're putting in every cast. If I had to go, what were the worst casts ever, which is just unfair to say because it's way too negative of a connotation for two casts that I actually like with a lot of people I love. I'd probably have to say either Extreme Challenge Season 4 or Season 15, The Gauntlet 3, a quick rundown of those casts for you, just so you can see what I'm talking about here. If I can find them on my list, there we go. On the Extreme Challenge, like 
if this is the worst cast ever, it really gives you the credence to why this show is so amazing and is still on all these years later. Because the cast on Extreme Challenge, Dan Renzi, Jamie Murray, Julie, Camila, Rebecca, and Cyrus on the real world team. On the road rule side, Ayana, Christian, Emily Bailey, James Orlando, Letarian, Michelle, and Susie. So I mean, breaking that up, you've got my guy Dan Renzi, you've got Cyrus there, you've got Julie there, you've got one of the original goats of the show, Jamie Murray there, you've got Susie there, Letarian, Emily Bailey, so many good, Ayana, Letarian, I mean, yeah, if that's the worst cast they've ever had, that's all you need to know to know why this show is still going strong 20 odd years later, 40 plus seasons later, because that's the worst they've ever done. And that's an incredible cast that I love dearly. So many of those people. So with that, that is our best casts of all time through the first 20 seasons of the show. That is the eras of the show. That is all for today's podcast covering the first of a six-part rewatch recap series looking back at the 20 seasons we have covered. Of course, if you haven't listened to all 20 of those seasons, if you haven't binged your favorite seasons from 1 through 20 or 11 through 20, I know you cannot still find most of the first 10 seasons out there online unless you get super duper lucky with the right message to the right person on Reddit or whatever. But Go back, rewatch, listen to those first 20. We're going to continue to recap them for the next two and a half weeks here. Our rewatch recap mini series. We've done for the day. Remember, this Friday, top 20 seasons, one through 20, re ranking them, updating them, putting them where they officially, this time we're carving it in stone, baby. It's official, official for all time, these grades that we're going to give, or at least until I'm done with all the other seasons. And then next week, we'll do best top 20 dailies, top 20 eliminations, followed the third week by the top 20, ranking all the MVPs, the best cast members of the first 20 seasons, and then that final one on that final Friday, the top 20 quotes and the top 20 moments of the first 20 seasons. So that's what we're doing for the next three weeks. I hope you enjoyed this one. As always, get in touch on Instagram at Challenge Historian. If you want to talk challenge, if you think these rankings are absolutely bogus, if you think I've got something wrong, if you think there was some fatal error, whatever it is, hit me up. Let's talk. Let's chop it up about the challenge. Until then, Get ready for Wednesday. Ride or dies are ramping up. Episode four. Things are looking great. If you're a survivor watcher, make sure to come back. Most likely two podcast feeds Saturday mornings for that. It's all being covered everywhere you look. We've got reality competition series to watch and to pot about. Thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.